I went through my pack one more time. Sleeping bag, pad, tent, stove. Fuel, food bag, toothbrush, towel. Extra shorts, shirt, tights, fleece jacket, one each. Extra socks, sock liners, underwear, two pairs each. Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap. Maps for the first leg. One small notebook. A few handwritten lists and a photograph of Springer. I tightened the drawstring and lifted the pack carefully onto my shoulders, then fastened it around my hips and across my chest. Fully loaded, the pack weighed 33 pounds on the bathroom scale. Fully dressed, I weighed 115. That was counting my boots, which were nearly a pound apiece. It was a Wednesday. I should have been in school. I looked around my room. Pink walls. We painted them when I was seven. Flowered bedspread, the bed neatly made. My soccer ball. The only thing I wished I could take but couldn't. And the trophies and the posters and the dolls. Everything painfully neat, dusted, wiped clean. I looked around and thought, it should not be so easy for a twelve-year-old girl to run away. But it was. I clicked the door shut and went across the darkened hall and down the stairs. Sometimes our house seemed like a museum, full of stuff but not a place where people actually lived. The kitchen was antiseptic. Mom scrubbed when she couldn't sleep at night. Lately, that was most of the time. I paused in the foyer and hit the record button on the answering machine. I cleared my throat. Look, Mom, it's me, Danny. I said, and what I hoped was the right sort of voice, half angry, half sulky. I'd picked a fight with her the night before on purpose to give me an excuse to sound like this. As usual, she had left the house before I woke. She worked strange hours these days, and not because she had to either. Whoever heard of starting at seven in the morning at a bank? I don't want to live with you anymore, okay? I said to the machine. Sulk, sulk. I'm going to Dad's for a while. Maybe forever. So don't call. Bye. I hit the button again, and the little light started blinking. Messages. One. Two nights before, Dad had told me he couldn't see me this weekend because he was going out of town. So when Mom did get around to calling, he wouldn't be there. I figured I'd have a whole week to get away. I didn't think they'd guess where I'd gone. The Appalachian Trail was a legend in our family, but my parents had quit telling the stories about it long ago. I went to the front door, opened it, hesitated, went back. Springer's room on the first floor was dark and stale-smelling, the curtains drawn, the hospital bed shrouded with a plain white sheet. Clean vacuuming lines ran up and down the carpet, untouched. No one had stepped inside for weeks. I didn't either. Hey, I said softly. I'm leaving now. I'm doing this for you too, okay? It shouldn't be easy for a 13-year-old boy to die. But it was. I locked the door on my way out. The Greyhound Depot was in the middle of town, a 20-minute walk away. I had already bought my ticket to Gainesville, Georgia, 
and no one asked me questions. I'd thought they would. I'd thought someone would wonder why I was alone, why I was carrying such a heavy pack, why I wasn't in school. There were six other passengers at the Bristol stop. None of them paid any attention to me. In a car, it would have taken less than five hours to reach Gainesville, but on the bus, it took all day. We stopped and stopped and stopped again. Once I got off to pee in a dingy station, but other than that, I stayed put with my pack wedged in the space in front of my knees. When I got hungry, I ate some of my raisins. I didn't get thirsty or tired. I looked out the window and tried not to think about anything.